This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis speaking, inviting you to stay tuned now for another old-time, old-fashioned gospel message on the old Trailblazer broadcast. I wish you'd write us and let us know if you're listening. Just drop us a line here at the old Trailblazer broadcast, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Saying, Pastor, I'm listening. I'm praying for you. We want to resume our study that we've been bringing in First Peter And we're in chapter 3, verse 15. Let me read that verse again. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that that is in you with meekness and fear. I believe with all my heart that you and I who know the Lord, you who tell me that you know the Lord, You say that you are a child of God. I believe that we should be prepared to give an answer if someone should ask you or me of the hope that's within us concerning our salvation. Why shouldn't we, my friend? The world, the world has, uh, the the, uh, entertainment world and all of those things have taken over every means of the media, everything that there is to get out their message of all of the frivolity and all of the foolishness that goes on, all of these things that we read about in the paper. So why shouldn't you and I, who know the Lord, why shouldn't we be ready to tell what the Lord has done for us? You tell me that you're a child of God. You tell me you've been washed and, and cleansed from sin, and yet you're not able to tell how it happened. Oh, my friend, the greatest joy in a believer's life is to tell someone of his being redeemed. Once he was lost, once he was a child of Satan, once he loved sin and all of its pleasures, but now there's that new life, that new heart, and still you cannot tell how it took place. Oh, my friend, I know that many times we can't say what we want to say, We feel unable to express our thoughts. But I remember in God's word, one poor woman, or or one, I believe it was a man, one poor sinner uh, whom our Lord saved and gave him back his sight. And uh, someone asked him, said, listen, friend, who was it that healed you and made you whole? And he said, all I know is that I was lost and now I'm found. Once I was blind and now I see He didn't know how to tell all that took place. But he knew something had taken place. That may be you this morning, my friend, my lady, my woman, my man there. You may be uh, uh, what you would call uh, bashful or slow of speech, but you can always say, once I was lost and now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Yes, my friend, this morning, if you're saved, if you're truly a child of God, you can say that. I was once lost, and now I'm fine. No, many times we fail to be prepared to give out what Christ has done for us. Oh, Satan will intimidate us every way he can. But listen, Peter says, be ready. Be ready. Study to show thyself as one who has been redeemed. Are we just ashamed of Christ and his saving grace? Listen, friend, the world hates the gospel. It hates everything godly. And why should we, as Christians, hang our heads in shame and not be ready to tell of the Lord's love for us? 
Are, are we like that? I tell you, our folks here at uh, I tell our folks here at Radio Mission, we're the most blessed people in this old world. Christ has redeemed many of us here. He's called many unto Himself, awakened them. He has uh, uh, given them uh, the grace, my friend. He's given us the truth here, uncompromised. Yes, the Lord has given us the truth, and we ha- we have never compromised God's word with with anyone. No, we know that the world won't have it. But my friend, we we are the children of God. Uh, he has given us the privilege and the responsibility of getting out the gospel to a lost and dying world. But more importantly than uh, than that, I believe you and I, uh, in giving out our testimony is of uh, the hope that we have within us. We have that privilege and that responsibility. We are. Uh, uh, why are some of our folks? Uh, yes, we, you and I, excuse me, you and I are some folks' only means of ever hearing the gospel. We know folks who will never attend church. They never do any of those things. But you and I have a testimony uh, that we can, uh, when the Lord gives us the opportunity, to tell them how Christ died for sinners. Have you ever thought of that? Many, many whom I know never uh, darken the door of a church. And if they do, uh, what are the chances of them hearing the true gospel in this day? I would have to say not much. With all the modernism and Armenianism and decisionism, free willism that abounds in the religious world today, the gospel, the gospel, my friend, uh, no, the gospel uh, doesn't, uh, doesn't attract folks. No, no no church, now churches are putting on these rock concerts and bluegrass festivals and puppet shows and those kind of things to attract folks. But when they attend these services, they don't hear the gospel. This is why you and I are to be ready. The Lord, in uh, inspiring the Peter to write these message, this message, he knew that in this day and time, and as well as then, that folks... Uh, wouldn't hear uh, everything, but they they would hear the personal testimony of you and me. This is why we're to be ready, always uh, ready uh, to give a word of testimony of saving grace in of our blessed Lord. I know how folks often approach someone about visiting their church, and uh, yes, they are. Uh, but uh, we should really ask them, uh, ask uh, my friend, ask them about the Lord. To speak kindly of their soul to their souls instead of inviting them to come to church. Don't just invite someone to come to church, my friend. Ask them, do they know the Lord? Are they are they saved? Tell them uh, how of the hope that rests in your own bosom. Let's look at the believer's hope. I often like to look at the negative side of something in analyzing a subject. Our hope is not found in the church, first of all, no matter what church it may be. Many folks only hope in their church, but God's child knows that his hope is not there, for for never was a church died for a sinner. So this morning, if your only hope is your church, uh, or this church, your own sandy foundation, then again our hope is not in the preacher, or the priest, or even the pope. No, there's no hope in man. No matter how many titles and honors he has to his name, no matter how world-renowned he may be, he's just a depraved uh, sinner, my friend. He's just a depraved old sinner. No, He has no more 
of righteousness than the drunkard in the gutter if he's depending upon his own righteousness. No, my friend. Uh, surely he cannot. Uh, those things are, are not salvation. God's word tells us so plainly in First Timothy 2, 5, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Now we could stay there for a long time and tell you how how only one man can stand for our sin, and that is the man, the Lord Jesus Christ. He sits at God's right hand. He intercedes for his own. No priest, uh, no preacher, no prelate, no man can mediate with God over your sin. I wish that truth would dawn on some of you this morning, my friend. Lighting a candle confessing your sin to some poor man who is already depraved, also depraved, just as you are, has no value whatsoever. Now, you may take issue with me, but I challenge you, my friend. No, no man can forgive your sin. We only have one mediator, and that is the man, Christ Jesus, my Lord. None of that has any value to it. It doesn't. God's word I just read says that there is one mediator between God and man, and that is Christ Jesus our Lord. So we see here that we have no hope in the church. We have no hope in men, even if they call themselves men of God. And then we have no hope in our own self. Oh, if the Holy Spirit would open hearts to see uh, how hopeless man is to save himself. That's our prayer day in and day out. Oh, Lord, may the Holy Spirit reveal the hearts of men and women to them to themselves. Then show them where their hope is. There's there is no hope in our godly parents if we have them. No, no. They had to be saved just like you and I will be saved. When Adam and Eve's children were saved, it was not it was just as they were by the sacrificial death of the animals, showing forth that in God's time Christ would come to die for sinners. But our parents, even though godly they couldn't intercede for us. They can't intercede for you on your behalf. And there's no hope in our so-called good works. I know many who somehow believe that if they go to church enough, if they give enough, if they never miss a service on a particular night, particular holy days, be kind to the poor people, uh, dip up soup on a holiday in a soup line, all these things, my friend, they have, they put confidence into all of those things. They believe that God will somehow overlook their old sins. But even though all these things are commendable in themselves, they will not wash away our sin. And neither will following some religious leader's advice that Jesus, uh, that you can just give your heart to Jesus. No, my friend. No, no, no. I heard a, a, a preacher a night or two ago on the radio one night when he come to the end of his message, he said, pray with me if you will. And he prayed a little short prayer. And he said, now that's your prayer. You're saved, my friend. You're saved. Now write me and I'll send you some helpful literature. Oh, my friend, how, how, how foolish that is. How foolish. Did you see any repentance there anywhere? Did you see anything there of forsaking? Um, uh, uh, the Bible says, unless the man forsaketh all that he have. He cannot be my disciple. Oh, my friend, my heart is going out to those this morning, uh, to those who are, are blinded to their own condition. And uh, the Scripture says, always be ready to give an account of the hope that's within. He meant that blessed hope. Why do we as believers have a hope? God's child has seen by the Spirit's work that first of all, he must have a hope. 
other than that which he can produce. He has seen his lost condition. He has felt himself to be a lost sinner. He's been made to see and realize that Christ Jesus is his only hope. The Spirit has made it plain that there is no hope except in Christ. No, my friend, in our next lesson, we want to look into that blessed hope. Are, are you are you saved this morning, my friend? Could I just ask you this morning? Could I probe your heart with the scriptures this morning? Uh, are you saved? Are you, do you know the Lord? Can you tr- are you trusting the Lord this morning? You know, one day, one day, you and I are gonna uh, find ourselves uh, at death's door. We don't know when it's happen- when it'll come, but the scripture tells us uh, after death there cometh the judgment. Are you ready to meet the judgment this morning, my friend? I hope you are. Are you a child of God this morning? You said, yes, Pastor. Well, then, are you ready to give an account uh, or a reason for the hope that you have within it? Can you sit down with a friend of yours and say, listen, brother. Listen, brother. You know the Lord saved me back there, and I want to tell you about it. I want to tell you what the Lord means to me. Can you do that? Do you sit down at night with your family and read the Bible and then tell your children how the Lord saved you occasionally and tell them what the Lord means to you? That's what Peter means here. He don't mean to throw our pearls before swine. He don't mean for us to to get someone by the uh, uh, lap of the neck and try to cram something down their hearts and their throats and to cram L.R. Shelton or anyone else. No, we have folks that do that. We have folks that have gone to seed on those things, and they say, if you don't believe, and if you don't do this, and if you don't do that. But, my friend, that's not what Peter said. He says to be ready, to give a reason for the hope that you have within you. First of all, do you have that hope? First of all, are you a child of God? You need to examine yourself. The Bible says to make your calling and election sure. And this is the old trailblazer. Our mailing address is Radio Missions, Post Office Box, 1810 Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you, our Radio Missions Internet radio station offers music, current old trailblazer broadcasts, current Voice of Truth broadcasts, classic sermons, and more, 24 hours a day. For information on how to listen to Radio Missions Internet radio, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.